What a joy it is to be in God's house today. If you're new today, we want to welcome you to People's Church. We want to say thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, We are one church in five locations. We want to welcome all of our campuses today, our Midwest City location, Northwest Oklahoma, our Indianapolis campus, all of the ladies there at Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility, and of course, all of you online and around the world. Church family, one more time, can you welcome all of our guests, all of our families? Our church family, we love you. We are so excited about today as we continue the series, Decoding How to Know God's Will for Our Lives. Many of us, if we're honest, if you're like me, man, sometimes when, you, when it comes to the will of God for our lives, we think it's something that we just have to, like there's a secret word, there's, a, there's an unlocking to God's will. If we, just, if we can understand, if we can know, man, what is it, what is the key to unlock the will of God for my life? It's a lot like passwords. Many of you here today, if you're like me, like passwords drive our society. There's passwords for everything. There's a password for our phone. There's a password for our internet. There's a password for our social media. There's a password for our bank account. There's a password for uh, all of our bills, our cable bill. If somebody comes into your house, they can't just join your Wi-Fi. It's not free Wi-Fi. There's a password for your Wi-Fi. Like passwords drive our society. They drive our world. Everything involves passwords. And if you're like me, you try to simplify things a little bit. If I just create one password for all of my accounts, that way when I just log in, I just one password, it's my go-to. It's, it's easy, it's simple. Until you get this notification, right? Uh, a notification that says something to the effect of your account has been compromised, Because your account has been compromised, you now have to recreate your password. Now, recreate your password, it'd be easy if it was a word that you used all the time, a series of numbers that's easy to remember, but it's recreate a password based off of their stipulations, and it's something to the effect of, it needs to be 12 characters long. It needs to have an uppercase and a lowercase word letter. It needs to have a number and a symbol. It needs to have your favorite emoji. The password has to line up with the galaxy. And when the sun hits a certain certain way going west, like then you can, then and only then can you type in your password. And you're just like, I just want access to my stuff. I just want to be able to access what is mine, right? And so passwords, man, they can be frustrating. And when it comes to, the truth is, like sometimes for us, when it comes to the will of God, we look down at our keychain and we got like four million keys and we're like, how do I unlock the will of God for my life? How do I get what God has for me? Because I want to walk in God's best. I want his will for my life. My desire is to please him. My desire is to, but it just seems like so many times, like discovering the will of God is so hard. In this series, we're learning a couple things. We're learning that when it comes to God's will, that God has a plan and his plan is always the best plan. God has a plan for your life. It's so important that we understand that. We understand that God has a plan, but just because God has a plan doesn't mean that we'll do it, right? We, you and I have a responsibility to discover his will and to do it. Kind of the theme verse for this series is found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 17. Listen to both this warning and the promise found in God's word. John chapter 2, verse 17. The world and its desires pass away. You hear that warning? 
Like the world has desires, but, but they're fleeting. They will pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. That's the promise of God's word. God has a plan for you and I, and he wants us to be blessed by following his plan. There's a second truth that we're learning, and, and you should be encouraged as we walk away from today during this series. The second truth is God's plan is not a secret. He wants us to know his will, and he wants us to be blessed by doing it. If you're like me, sometimes you're like, well, if God's plan's not a secret, and he wants me to know what it is, then why on earth is it so hard to figure out sometimes? Many people feel this way. The, they, we view God's will as something that's elusive, like it changes, or sometimes we're there, sometimes we're not. That's why I'm so excited about this series, as we're decoding what God's will is and making it easy for us to know what God's will is for our life. Last week, Pastor Scotty talked about how we discover God's will is by studying the word of God. If you missed last week, get online and watch it. It will help you. It will bless you. Psalms 119, 105 says this, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. God's word. When we study his word, we will discover his will. The more time we spend in his word, the more easily we will recognize God's voice. When you do what God has already told you to do, you will position yourself to, re- to, to hear and to see what God has yet to reveal for, his, for your life. Today, we're going to discover a little bit, we're going to decode a little bit what God has yet to reveal for your life. Not only does God speak through his word, but today we're going to learn other ways that God speaks to us. Number one, God speaks through people. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, God speaks through you. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, God speaks through you. God speaks through people. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of a fool fool seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. It goes on to say in Proverbs 24, 6, it says, for with wise guidance, you can wage a successful war. And with the counsel of many advisors, you will be victorious. Listen today, God's plan for your life is to be victorious. God wants to speak through people. There are times that we're, we're praying and we're seeking God and we want God to speak to us. And, and many times God will use people to speak to us what he wants to reveal to us. Perhaps you've been here on a Sunday and, and Pastor Herbert is speaking. And, and as he's preaching God's word, it's as though God, that God has had him speak directly to you. Some of you here today, you've been in messages and pastors preaching. And as he's preaching, it's like, does he know what I'm going through? Does he know what I'm dealing with? Because the message is completely for you. Why? Because God speaks through his people. We've had that happen before. We've we've had, maybe you've even had a friend in a small group, and and as they're, they're, they're telling their story, they're sharing what God's done in their life, maybe things they've gone through, and they're sharing how God used them. As they share their story, it is it is immediately resonating with your spirit. Why? Because they're unlocking things in your life as they share their story. Why? God uses people. Some of you here today, you're not surrounded by people that God speaks, that that God wants to speak through. You need to join a small group. 
This summer, we have a semester of small groups where we have a semester that, that is activity-based. You need to join a small group and get around people that God wants to use to speak directly to you. Not just God's using people to speak, uh, people to, speak to you, but God wants to use you to speak through other people. God uses people. I remember not too long ago, I was, I, was in a, I was in a moment where I was feeling frustrated. I'll be honest with you. I was calling, I called my brother-in-law, and I was hoping for some sympathy. I was hoping to share some frustrations. I was hoping to hear, yeah, bro, you right. That, that ain't fair. You, you right. They, they shouldn't do that. Like, I was hoping to hear all that. And as I begin to lay out the situation and the circumstance, my brother-in-law, he said this. He said, Bo, he said, I just want you to pause for just a second. He said, there may be a time where I'm going through something like you're going through right now. And, you're, and I'm going to call you, and, and maybe I'm calling you hoping to get what you're wanting to get. But, but this is what I hope you tell me in that moment. This is what I will need to hear. You're better than that. God has a plan for you. Your situation is not an indicator of what God's plan is. God wants to use that moment and get you beyond the situation. Can I tell you something today? Can I be honest with you? That's not what I wanted to hear. But it's what I needed to hear. Why? Because God uses people to speak to you where you are. God uses other people. But pastor, how, how do I know if it's God? I got this one person telling me it's God's will to marry their granddaughter. I just don't feel like that's God's will. <laughs> Listen, a word from God is always going to line up with the, with the word of God. Amen. And it's always going to bring peace into your heart. Doesn't mean it's always going to be what you want to hear, but you'll know deep inside it's what you need to hear. Secondly, God speaks through pain. God speaks through people, and God speaks through pain. If we're honest today, we don't really like this one. We, we, there's nothing fun about God using difficulty to speak to us. We typically prefer, um, Jesus, can, can we take a different route? Can we, can we go down a different path? I, I'm not too keen on this one called pain. God uses, God speaks through pain. It's kind of like a story about a man named Jack. Jack was walking along a steep cliff one day, and he accidentally got too close to the ledge, and he fell. On the way down, he grabbed a branch, which temporarily stopped his fall. As he looked down to his horror, he saw a canyon that fell straight down more than 1,000 feet. Couldn't hang on the branch forever, and there was no way for him to climb up the steep wall of the cliff. So Jack began to yell for help, hoping that someone would walk by, hear him, lower a rope, and help him out. Help! Help! Is anyone there? Help, he yelled for a long time. But no one heard him. He was about to give up when he heard a voice. Jack! Jack! Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. I'm down here hanging on this branch. I can see you, Jack. Jack, are you all right? Yes, but, but who are you and where are you? I don't see anyone. The voice replied, I am the Lord, Jack. I'm everywhere. The Lord? You mean, you mean God? That's me. God, please help me. Listen, I promise if you get me down from here, I'll stop sinning. I'll be a really good person. I'll serve you for the rest of my life. Easy, Jack, on the promises. Let's just get you off from there, and then we can sit down and talk. Now, here's what I want you to do. 
I want you to listen carefully. I'll do anything for you, Lord. I'll do anything. Just tell me what to do. Okay, Jack, I want you to let go of the branch. What? I said just let go of the branch. Just trust me. I want you to let go. Jack paused for a moment. After a long silence, Jack finally yelled, help, help, is there anyone else up there? (laughs) C.S. Lewis says it like this. This is how God speaks. He says, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pains. Sometimes God allows the difficulty of a trial to capture our attention and to adjust our priorities so that he can speak directly to us. Other times, he allows us to face a problem in order to reveal solutions that will not only help us, but will help many others. I'm reminded of my my father, my dad, who at the age of 15 years old, five months apart, tragically lost both of his parents. 15 years old, unexpected, unannounced, Mom and dad gone within the span of five months. He's the youngest of five kids. Bouncing around from family member to family member, trying to navigate his way through high school, trying to do what normal 15-year-olds do. Struggling to find peace, he turned to drugs and alcohol. Trying to find peace in the middle of pain. This continued, the addictions, the struggles continued. He later on met what would then be my mom in a bar, looking for peace, dealing with pain. When I was 10 years old, my dad left my family and I for 14 months to go to a program called Teen Challenge, a program that was catered to men who had life-controlling issues. Left my mom, left me and my three younger siblings for 14 months, pain. In that season, my dad finally realized, if I want God to use me, I've got to be willing to allow him to speak to me through this pain. There's nothing I can do to remove the pain, but God can speak to me through the pain. He went on to graduate the program called Teen Challenge. God used him. God spoke to him. He came back home. My mom and dad got reunited. And he started another Teen Challenge program in my hometown. Hundreds of men came through the program that no longer deal with life-controlling issues. But it started with a man who was in pain and said, God, will you speak to me through my pain? My mom and dad are still serving in full-time ministry to this day. I'm the oldest of four kids. All four of us are in full-time ministry. And it started... It started with someone's pain. I don't know if you're dealing with something today, but God can speak through your pain and people will be affected in the, in God's way. Why? Because God uses pain. He speaks through pain. Romans chapter eight, verse 28 says this. It's a, it's a theme for it. It says this, it says, and we know that in all things, everybody say all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Your situation is not, is not, God is not unable to turn it around and use it for his glory. No matter the pain, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, God works all things 
for the good. When you're going through a, a difficulty, don't assume that God has abandoned you, but look to him, trust him, and listen to him because God will lead you through and get you to his will for your life. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. When I trust in God, his promise is that he will make every crooked turn straight. Why? Because I'm trusting in God. I'm trusting in him. With all my heart, I would trust in God. God speaks through people. God speaks through pain. And lastly today, God speaks through your passion. God speaks through your passion. See, some of us, we have the wrong assumption that in order to follow God's dream for my life, I've got to abandon what I'm passionate about. But the tr that's not the truth. The truth is that God is the one who's gifted you with those passion and those abilities. He, he gifted you with that. And so, so when God's saying, hey, this is my will for your life, he's going to start with the passion. What are you passionate about? The question isn't what is my passion or what is my gift or what is my ability. The question is how am I using my passion? How am I using my gift? How am I using my ability? Is it to bring glory to me or is it to bring glory to God? That's where the question comes into play. The will of God is to use your passion to bring glory to him. The great thing is this, is that God's plan is for my dream and his dream to be one and the same. When he looks at the will of God, when he looks at your calling, when he looks at your destiny, he's going to start with, what are you passionate about? What comes easiest to you? What is naturally, what are you naturally good at that is a little bit more difficult for other people? What, what comes easiest to you? What gets you excited? You get so excited that you would entertain the idea of doing it for free. What makes your heart beat just a little bit faster? That's the passion. That's the talent. That's the ability. That's what God has gifted you with. Psalms 37, 4 says this, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. To delight in him means you desire to do his will. Your practice is to study his word. Your commitment is to do the will of God that has already been revealed in his word. And when you're walking with God, when you're obeying his word and you're living in his glory, you are delighting in God. Your desires then become his desires. His desires become your desires. God says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So the question isn't, well, I'm passionate about music. What do I do? The question is, how do you use your passion and giftings in music to glorify God? The question is, well, I'm just a good business thinker. That's not, that, what's the will of God? No, the question is, how do you use your business mind to bring glory and to build the kingdom of God? The question is, well, I'm just good with people. No, how do you use your charisma to get people who are far from God to be closer to God? pastor I mean you're just talking about some stuff I mean like what decision do I make when it comes to like like what college do I go to what what job do I take what what house do I buy what what car do I buy today we're going to get super super practical in here today we need we know that God is the one who's created us with a brain and he's never offended when we use it 
God's gifted us with a brain. He's never offended. But, but what if I'm passionate about multiple things? What if I'm passionate about this university and that university? This job and that job. I, I like that car and that car. Like, like, what if I'm passionate about multiple things? What do I do then? Well, simple. You just make a column on a piece of paper, write pros and cons. Oh, that's not super spiritual. No, but it's, we're going to get practical. With this college, it'll, I'll get where I want to get to, and I'll walk away debt-free. The other university, man, it's going to take me a little bit longer, and I'll walk away with a million dollars in debt. You don't even have to pray about that. Just do it. But this car, the gas mileage is bet, better, and it's going to fit the lifestyle like my family can all fit in the car. You don't have to pray about that. It falls within my budget like I'm honoring God. But you don't have to pray. Just, just do it. Well, who should I marry, Pastor? Well, do they love God? Yes. That's a pro. Do they love you? That's another pro. They love cats. Well, we just need to pray about it, right? Like, no. What job do I take? What house do I buy? But Pastor, I mean, you're making it super simple, but what, what happens when it falls right down the middle? It's like half one way, half the other. And I like both of them. And man, when you come to the fork in the road, you're using godly wisdom, you're using discernment, you've sought, like, then I think God would just say, which one do you like? Didn't, didn't you like the one with the blue shutters? Didn't you like the flower bed at that home? Didn't the, the mailbox irk you a little bit or the other one? Like, didn't you see somebody back? Why? No, God's saying, which one do you like? This may not sound super spiritual today, but you have to understand, assuming this, assuming you're walking with God today, and assuming you're following his word, God is teaching us a very important principle today. He's teaching us that he loves it when you like it. He loves it when you like it. If the passion is there, this is what I really like, then make the decision. Make the decision. God promises this in Psalm 37, 23. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. When you're studying God, when you're delighting in God's will for your life, he is going to make your steps firm. Ain't nothing like shake, standing on shaky ground. But when you're standing in God's will, he says he will make your steps firm. He, why? Because he's a good father who gives good gifts to his children. He's a good father. He's a good father. He's not looking for you to make a mistake. He's a good father. I'm delighting in God's word. I'm delighting in him. And he is making my steps firm. In the fall of 2016, my family and I, we were kind of in a, situation we just it was a, a season of transition I'd been serving on staff for almost 10 years at my home church that my family and I had been attending for 28 years I just knew that God had transition on my life there are times where you know I'm supposed to be here and there are times where you know I need to transition and 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 in the midst of that transition it will cause a little bit of unrest it'll cause a little bit of pain a little bit of tension I sought counsel. I called some friends of mine, and man, they agreed. Man, Bo, we feel like I, I think that God is transitioning you and your family. We knew the transition was happening, 
But what we didn't know, we didn't know where. We didn't know how. We, we didn't know when it was going to happen. Through relationship, I came, I visited People's Church. started talking with Pastor and, and about the possibilities. And man, when I came here, high fives from all, people high fiving like crazy. I got like 12 high fives before I walked into the auditorium. People smiling, welcome to People's Church. That pastor brought a, a great word and, and shared the same passions, man, to see more changed lives. This is a church, man, we see changed lives every single week. The pastor got up and said, man, we're family. There was no, I didn't open the book of Leviticus and say, oh, people's church is my day. It didn't happen that way. I didn't hear an audible voice of God, but, but can I tell you something today that that when you were shaking hands, when you were high-fiving, when you were smiling at people, like that mattered that day. It matters today. You never know what people are going through. You never know what season people are in. The way that you treat kids and our kids, it matters. The, the way that you serve our family, it matters. And my wife and I, we sat there, we felt a peace. We prayed about it and we said, yes. Can I tell you today, I love my church. I love my church family. I love what God's doing. I love the student ministry. I love how our students are knowing God. They're growing in God. They're discovering their purpose. They're making a difference in their communities. They're making a difference in their schools and in their families. We share the same passions. When it comes to the will of God for your life, as you're trying to discover what his will is for your life, can I just... Can I just say something? I feel like God just is, is wanting to say this. Don't complicate it today. What's the word of God say? Has God been confirming something in your heart through other people? Is he speaking to you through a still small voice in the midst of your pain and unrest? Is God giving you a passion that is tied to something so big that it has to be God? God could be speaking to you a number of ways today. As you listen, he will guide you. And as you step out, the Bible says that he will make your steps firm. Knowing that I have a confidence that God is with me and God is with you today.